Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Folks, he's back. He's back. Find a place. Hide for the surprise. Oh, Come on. We're not surprising him, are we? Oh, this is, oh, he's gonna love this. I think last time I surprised him, he took a swing at me. Um, you might know this, but I got a little bit of help, and I got onto the International Management Training Program, the theme park tour, and um, I was very into it, and um, I got sick out of Dod- out of Dodrick's eye holes. Surprise! Great, excellent, wonderful. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Hi. Okay, okay, give me a P to the OT, cast on the daily about succession, one episode per day, see, P to the OT, cast on the daily about succession, podcasting like a pro, make some noise. Succession is almost over, but we're just getting started talking about every single Succession episode here on Post Show Recaps. That's right, it's the Daily Succession Podcast 
on post show recaps where we are watching and discussing every single episode of succession on the road to the final season premiere on march 26th episode by episode and day by day whether you've watched succession a million times or this is your first time you are safe to listen to these podcasts we're going to guide you through the roy family empire from its rise to its hopeful fall in the final season. You can get commercial-free versions of this podcast when you sign up at patreon.com slash postshowrecaps at any level. That's patreon.com slash postshowrecaps at any level for ad-free versions of the Succession podcast. I'm Josh Wiggler. Today, we are talking about Succession Season 1, Episode 1, Celebration, the very first episode of succession i am joined here of course by my fabulous co-hosts here who are here to play the game it's the great grace leader and jess sterling grace it is time to play the game oh these people are pretty rich huh uh-huh. I just yeah. noticed that they're so rich they have so it much is, money it is unfortunate jess that not a one of them is named rich uh yeah i feel like there was a, a disservice on they all i mean they all have very distinct names though mm-hmm. except for connor he kind of got it Wow, I think Connor. Wow, shout out all the Connors name. out there. Yeah. Oh, Connor's just like I feel like Kendall, Roman, Shiv are all very much like. Yeah. You think Connor's a popular name is what Connor you're is saying. much more popular. I love I that sort yeah. of like the subtle like baked into this is that like Tom is an unusual name. Uh, like Greg. Tom Wamsky. I'm talking Greg. about the, the Roy children specifically. Greg does not. I think stand you mean out. Craig. Oh, sorry, I forgot. He does answer to Craig. My mistake. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the very first episode of Succession on this insane adventure that we are embarking on as the news has dropped that Succession is ending with its fourth season. It will be the final season. It is starting late March. We are starting now. It's the March in its own right to the end of Succession as we're going to be podcasting about every episode on a daily basis. We rewatched the premiere a lot of people are watching it for the first time. Many of us are watching it for, I think, like the hundredth time. Grace, mm-hmm. how was it going back to Celebration, where it all started? It's very fun. I think one of the interesting things about this show is that, you know, Jesse Armstrong talks in the in the New Yorker article about he kind of knew where he kind of wanted to go in season two. He really actually did not have a plan uh, fully for the show. And even the plans that he had were not locked in place. And I feel like you can really feel that this first episode, I think, is so close to what Succession becomes, but it's not exactly what Succession is completely. And it's yeah. very interesting to see where they pivot. I think for the better. I do not want to sound like I'm like critiquing, like, oh my God, the show didn't know what it was from the very beginning. It's so close to knowing what it is, but it's not quite there. And I feel like there's some ways in which like it feels off in episode one, but I feel like they pivot for the better as it, as it, as it continues on. So now Jess is the person who I think of the three of us has yeah. watched succession the most. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about how the pilot stacks up against the rest of the tone, especially for the people who are watching for the first time? Would you tell them like, yeah, this is the show. This is the show. This is what it's going to be. Or would you say there's things in, in here that are, that are weird or are going to change. Yeah. What would you say about that? The biggest thing that stands out to me is Roman and like, who these rando kids are in this first episode that we never see again. Mm-hmm. I think originally yep. Roman was supposed to have some kids. Um, they end up disappearing uh, for the better, I think. But I'd say mostly the vibe of this first episode is mostly what you should expect to get from Succession. I think it really does weave in the drama and the humor very well. And the characters 
um while they do have uh i don't know if growth is the word um they explore it's definitely these, not it's definitely not they yeah. explore these characters more and we learn more about them um but they're pretty true to character in in the very first episode most everybody feels very well realized to who they end up being i'd say some of them are a little more underserved than others i'm mostly looking at characters like shiv i feel like she doesn't get a ton in this first episode um so i i think like yeah this is what you're gonna get uh with succession um it's a really great pilot i think they do make some changes but i do think the changes they make are for the better in the long run so let's talk about the story of the episode. We're going to do a quick plot recap, and then we'll discuss it all. We'll get into the story, some of the really fun aspects of it, some of the not-so-fun aspects of it. We'll go character by character as well. And then we have a bunch of superlatives, things we're tracking, uh, and this will evolve as we go through the day-by-day -day Succession podcast. But let's begin with the recap. Our story begins on Logan Roy's 80th birthday, uh, played by Brian Cox. And when we meet the man, he is completely out of his mind. He is confused about his whereabouts. He's peeing on floors. It's a mess, literally. Uh, it's a good thing then that he is supposedly stepping down from his power seat at Waystar Royco, a organization that we come to find out is the fifth most powerful media conglomerate in all of the land. And he is going to be handing the keys over to his son, Kendall, played by Jeremy Strong, the long-presumed heir apparent to Waystar Royco. Except maybe it's not so apparent to Kendall's parent, Logan, uh, who spends the day, his 80th birthday, watching Kendall fail a series of tasks. Kendall screws up an acquisition of a media brand called Valter. He gives his stepmother, Marsha, enormous power by signing an updated trust document without a lawyer present. He has the audacity to attend Logan's birthday lunch rather than fight it out with the Valter dudes. Logan decides he's going to stay in power then. Uh, it's brutal news for Kendall. He reacts by breaking hair dryers and eating newspapers. It's less brutal for Logan's three other children, Roman, who is a total clown, but with a galaxy brain for the movie side of Waystar's business, apparently. Shiv, who is a supposedly liberal political operator with very little involvement in family business. And then there's Connor. He's Logan's eldest son. He is Kendall, Roman, and Shiv's half-sibling. Half and he is a uh, spineless purveyor of bread goo, apparently, as we come to find out in this episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, all four siblings, they attend Logan's birthday lunch alongside some notable plus ones. There's Tom, who is Shiv's boyfriend, and he is desperate to impress Logan with his watch that tells you exactly how rich you are. There's Cousin Greg, who also answers to Cousin Craig. He is new to the scene. He is absolutely ludicrous, and he is apologetic about the crush in the back seat. Then there's also Logan's current wife, Marsha, who is on the cusp of earning a second vote on the Waystar board if Logan's children allow it. And Kendall has already unknowingly allowed it, but the other three aren't so sure. And when they tell Logan they're not so sure, he reacts poorly, as in he basically literally dies. By which I mean he doesn't actually literally die, but oh my god, it doesn't look good. And the episode ends with him in the hospital without an obvious heir to the Waystar's Iron Throne. Also, there's baseball evil baseball and that is celebration in a nutshell a lot happening in the very first episode of succession grace uh it's a it's it's really brilliant i mean i think that the storyline of specifically kendall 
doing all of these things that he'll then find out have like you know he's doing it for his father's love and he's going to find out that like he's he's going to be ripped away the idea that he will become uh the the successor at least for five maybe ten years is such a well uh earned for for one episode of tv is such a good story arc of television of of all of these ways multiple ways three different ways that Kendall is failing his father because mm -hmm. he's trying to sh to prove that he loves his father and could do the job. It's so good. And if, if like there's a thing about this show that stays in episode one, this is it. This is like the heart yeah. of the show is these three kids trying to do stuff to impress their father trying to figure out like how much work balance should I have versus how much do I like love you and care about you and how ruthless do you need me to be? This is like, uh, it's incredible. This story arc in particular yep. between Logan and Kendall. Yeah. I think yeah. also a consistent through line for the show, Jess, is that Grace forgot that there were four kids because we <laughs> always forget that there are four kids. Listen. Because does Connor like count count <laughs> all the time? He talks of like we we know based on the pilot that he doesn't even live in New York City. He lives on a ranch. He talks about water eventually being He's the most valuable ranches, resource. Right? Like I got five farms. Yep. Yeah, he brings bread goo uh, for his father. He's like, I thought you could make something. Um, and yeah, I bread, think that... the old way, the old bread. <laughs> the old and bread. Uh, yeah, and I think something that is so fascinating, like the very first thing we see of, of Kendall, I think is honestly so perfect for who he is, where we start off hearing the, the BC Boys song in Open Letter to New York City uh, as, as he's like in the back of the car singing it. And then suddenly the music cuts out and we're just hearing Jeremy Strong rap the beastie boys yes and he just looks like a schmuck like yeah you can't, well, he, it's so cringy yeah <laughs> it's great i mean i think that that moment in the very beginning of the episode grace this is even before we smash to the incredible credits and music from uh nicholas mm -hmm. patel and just absolutely amazing work uh that we were like in reality for a moment when the music drops out and it's yeah. just kendall rapping it's like uh kendall in the mirror versus us looking at kendall this is a this is a really I think just incredibly like shot and and directed episode in terms of the the decisions they make to tell us who everybody is and this this moment of the way we meet Kendall is so good that he's in his own little world and he's going to be snapped out of it uh, uh, later uh, but but we get a little sneak peek into that first the, like, yeah, he's rapping yeah. in the back of the car yeah it's great yeah, I think Kendall when he has self confidence is just so awful to be around and just like it's really terrible to witness him this like punching the back of the headrest like a speed bag uh -huh. like he, he calls everybody dude and he's very very full of himself um when suddenly like the the throne gets ripped out from underneath him like we even see i think it's a forbes magazine that's like the heir apparent to no, the heir with the flare that's uh, right the air the air uh, with the yeah. flare yeah. um and so it's not even just that it is like the worst kept secret that he will be um inheriting the throne of waystar royco um but... yeah, because roman's telling everybody uh roman yeah. doesn't really hang <laughs> yeah. around the office all that much he comes into the office in this episode he gives Ken Handle a big hug publicly in front of all of his colleagues being like, you're getting the top spot today. And Kendall's like, dude, don't say that. Uh, and apparently uh, Roman doesn't really care. He's just going to tell absolutely everybody. And it's like, I don't know. There's a measure of how much of this is he actually doesn't care. Roman comes off as sort of this devil may care type of character in this episode versus like, is this strategic at all? Is he trying to blow up Kendall's spot? He's going to tell his father later on in the episode in the helicopter. Like, yeah, I want the top spot. I think that'd be good. 
I think but he's certainly spying on him, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's certainly he's uh, the way I interpreted it is that Logan was like, "Hey, you Roman, why don't you go check in on your brother and you know see what he's up to? Basically, spy on him for me, because we know that Roman did at one point have like a top spot, like he was in a position of power at one point. Um, most likely screwed it up because he's Roman and yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have he, the mind for business. He was in LA with Frank hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Him and yeah. Frank. Pool boys. Yeah. Poor, Frank. Poor Frank. Yeah. Something with the robot Olympics has occurred. Uh, I love he he defends robot. I was like, it's not just about one brilliant idea. It's actually about the whole thing. <laughs> but there's there's a there's a, a, a lot of texture to the show, I think, immediately. Yeah. And this is something that I was really impressed by by watching the pilot again, where there are things like, you know, there is the suggestion of this great backstory with with Roman's time in Los Angeles and what did he screw up and to what extent did he screw it up and the robot Olympics of it all. <laughs> I think even when we get into uh, cousin Greg and we're seeing that he is, a, a, you know, allegedly in management training but he's actually just suiting up to be a mascot while he's stoned out of his mind. That even there, there's like, there's in-universe characters. Dodrick uh, is the mascot. He got that he sick is. out of Dodrick's eye holes. Dodrick's yeah. Eye holes. I got yeah. sick. I got sick out of Dodrick's eye holes, he says, Grace. Uh, yeah, I forgot. I always forget every time I watch. I'm like, oh, yeah, Greg uh, such a schmuck here at the beginning mm -hmm. of the show. And and so quickly, I mean, we, we always want to be like, you know, uh, Greg's good. And, and then you look back at the very beginning and immediately he is weaseling and lying his way into the world's worst family. So you're yes. like, I don't know how good Greg can be if you're trying to get in here. Well, I do, uh, I do think yeah. it's funny because I think if you're if you're watching Succession for the first time and that was us at one point in time, like I think you're desperate when you're watching this episode. Like yeah. one of you has to not be horrible. Yeah, right? well, like, Greg is the most relatable to most people. He's not. We've one all of the 1%. puked out of Dodrick's eyes. Who hasn't? <laughs> He's just, he's just the most relatable when his mom said, you have to wear something proper, wear a blazer. And he goes, a blazer? Uh -huh. <laughs> he's yeah. never heard of wearing a blazer in his life. Oh, he's blazed. He's blazed. Blazed. He's for sure blazed. He's blazed before. He's a blazer. He's blazed beyond belief. Uh, uh, they're like... also, uh, they're blading in this episode. Uh, I think one of the most powerful moments in the pilot that tells you just about everything that you need to know about the scale of the wealth of this family is they just very casually leave lunch and get on helicopters, a trio yes. of helicopters that fly them mm -hmm. out to, I think it's Long Island. It tends to nebulously be Long Island quite often on this show where they just have like a family that is waiting to attend them and, uh, you know, support the game, uh, this baseball game that apparently they ritualistically play every once in a while. But that fleet of choppers, Grace, that is a, an image that is seared into my brain from the pilot. And I think it tells you everything about, okay, maybe I'm going to end up feeling bad for some of these people, but how bad can I ultimately feel? Yeah, there's a lot of like uh, business lingo that does get thrown around in this episode about the trust and board seats and and all of this stuff and the and the and the takeover. Um, but you know, all of the, they're like pretty cool. I think with like a lot of, like the number uh, exact numbers for how much this like business they're gonna buy, and so they just show it. Like the apartment is quite you know extravagant on its own. But yeah, just being like. I guess we should just go play baseball and they, mm -hmm. they roll up in some helicopters. You're just like, it's, it's the way that in which it uh, is um, 
almost like unnecessary wealth to like be like we gotta go play baseball so let's get some helicopters uh is is the way in which i feel like it um it really tells you who this family are and how how much money uh that they'll they just have to do whatever they want they can do whatever yeah. they want and specifically yeah. logan roy can do whatever he wants yeah roman definitely does whatever he wants when he uh kendall's gonna leave the game early because he wants to you know make some moves he wants to re-solidify the vaulter thing he is ultimately able to do that but at what cost uh by the end of the episode and when he leaves that means that there is a vacancy in the game jess and so roman uh <sighs> insists on this small child who is on the sidelines who is not part of the family and is not deep in the wealth uh he convinces him to play and he offers him one million dollars to hit a home run if he hits a home run he will give him a million dollars this boy does not hit a home run he rounds third he gets you know he's doing pretty well uh tom tags him out yeah tom tom tags him out <laughs> okay i love this because it shows that like while like it is roman leading the charge to be like let's make fun of this kid uh they're also ruthless. Tom does tag him out. He tags Doesn't him even, out. Not running home. He tags him at third base. And then you have Logan, who's just like watching his son be a tremendous jerk Lo and not Logan's do anything watching, about it. Logan's yeah. watching from the sideline. I, I thought very notably uh, Connor just stands there, yeah. uh, does not have a yeah, word No one says say. anything. No one does. I mean, some people are like, oh, don't do that to him. Come on, man. But they but let him do it. Yeah, yeah, they let him do it. They let him rip up this check in front of the kid and say, oh, take this back. It's a, it's a quarter million. Um, And ultimately, at the end of the episode, we do see they have a, like they have to sign an NDA and they end up getting the watch yes. uh, that Tom gave this watch, Logan. Little man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't but know if that's uh, yeah. quite a consolation prize when you had a million dollars in the in the in the palm of your hand. Uh, now yeah. all you've got is a watch and a quarter of a million dollars in the form of a ripped up check. Um, yeah. It's a tough deal. And it's I think it's not it, how checks work. I don't think it's how it works. <laughs> I don't think it's how it works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really upsetting. This one never gets less upsetting for me every time I've watched it's this awful. episode. It's really awful. And I think it tells you so much about the morality of this show. The entirety of the baseball experience, uh, I think, is a really great way of starting the show. And probably because we, we talked about this in the kickoff uh, and we'll reset it now. These are super wealthy people. And as such, they get to go to like extraordinary places, exotic locales. You said it's a great travel show, Grace. This is a pilot. It's an HBO pilot, but it is the pilot. It yeah. feels like they blow a lot of the budget on the helicopter <laughs> ride. And so then they just like have to like F off to Long Island to film the baseball thing. So if they're not going to have like the budget to go like to somewhere amazing in Europe or wherever, um, they need to find a way to like still exhibit the grandeur of this show. The baseball game really gets it across. Yeah, it's good. Uh, with well, like, not it's not that big too. Like, yeah, the helicopters, but then they're just like in a field, you know. But it does yeah. it shows that like it's so it's so character motive, right? It's like so it's it's really good. It's just really yeah. well well yeah. written, yeah. produced. Especially even when like Shiv is advising Tom on what to buy her father, mm -hmm. she says like everything you get him will mean an equal amount of nothing. So just mm -hmm. get him something that's ten or fifteen grand worth, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Like it just shows how little money means to them at this point. That nothing you can buy him is gonna mean anything to him. Yeah. So just spend yep. a ton of money and it won't matter at all. And you see Tom this entire episode. He does not drop that box that has the watch. He holds it the entire time until he hands it off to Logan. 
Uh, uh, he's very yeah. proud of it. Can I say, I, Tom in this episode also written perfectly and such a well-formed character from episode one yes. in the sense that he is such on the low end of the total, like he, you know, Logan does not thank him for the watch. As soon as there is somebody smaller in the pond to make fun of, Tom is immediately on it and just making fun of Greg, uh, like, pr like pranking him, like being like, no, oh, I'm just kidding. If you, but like if you would, you'd kiss me right now. He's <laughs> like, so, and you if can I, just if see I wanted him. If I you to, if I told you, can just, you to. You can just see him being excited by having somebody to do the things that he is that are all being done to yeah. him. The way he is, yeah. he's no longer uh, the bottom of oh, the of the hierarchy. So he's no so longer. Good. He's has someone beneath him. Yes, he does. He has someone beneath him, and he's thrilled about it. I think that there is this attitude, though, from every single character towards each other that they are all a little bit beneath each other, uh -huh. uh, at least certainly within the nuclear family of the show. I think this is another thing that the pilot does really well and this does carry forward through the through the show is the way the siblings interact with each other yeah. the mm -hmm. sort of the, the way in which you can be so cool <laughs> can i think about sibling. it <laughs> yeah can i think about it i thought about it f you you know like no effing way um it's just unbelievable and i think that it's 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 so real yeah. um but then I think it's it's really contrasted at the end of the episode, Grace, when uh, Shiv calls Kendall in tears, right? So, like, there is this yeah. dichotomy of, like, sometimes against my better judgment, I'm trusting you with my heart. Uh, and almost every time it feels like you're ripping it up like a check for a million dollars. Yeah, the sibling dynamics feel incredibly, incredibly real and lived in. And the fact that, like, you know, you you the both like you get so annoyed with your siblings, and at the same time, like, yeah, you do, you do, you know, uh, you love them too. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's 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 really well done, really well told, really well acted and performed, and and uh, yeah, I guess lived in is is definitely the best way I can describe that. Like, yeah, they're siblings for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and the I love how the um siblings significant others mm. are really are really just um kind of statues standing around watching all of this happen like i'm thinking of the moment and it's very it's very off-putting it's very like that's how you talk to your sibling i'm thinking of the moment where roman and shiv hug and she's like oh what's that like date rape by calvin klein and he's like oh you wish and she's like wait what and Thomas. yeah tom is just standing there like watching all of this happen and it's like this is how you talk to your sibling um but it's it's so it's gross but it's very real um and you can feel both the gosh it's so hard to it's camaraderie but it's so it's competitive camaraderie where they all have this lived in trauma of of growing up with logan as a father but at the same time um the fact that, that he's pit he's pit them against each other for most of their life Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I hear you went down. Did you go down? Oh, yeah. I did. Not so good. It's a shit show. We've got a lot to get into. I want to talk about the episode from a character-by-character basis. And one of the things that we are doing as we are doing these podcasts, we are opening up the floor to you out there listening along. You want to rate and review each and every one of these characters? There is a way to do that. You can also do that for every single episode of Succession. If you go to postshowrecaps.com slash rate Roy or postshowrecaps.com slash action stations, either one of those will take you to a Google form where we are asking you to rate every single one of these characters on a scale of zero to four, four being the best, zero being Connor, uh, and how is everybody doing on any given week of succession. So we're not having any weighted scores over here with the hosts. We're just like all of you. We're going to give our scores along the way, uh, Mm -hmm. and I think that this is something that will pile up on the other side of the final season. So this is really good stuff to be getting now and then on the other side of the final season. We'll be seeing uh, what were the trends? How were we feeling about some of these characters in the early days versus how we were feeling about them at the end of the line? So let's go around the horn and let's talk about there's nine main characters that we are tracking, even though one of them does not appear in this episode. Uh, let's go Let's go through, through the list. And I think every one of us can kind of like take the lead and reveal our score for uh, how we're going to be rating each and every one of the Roys. I guess I should start with Logan. Um which is very hard because I think this sort of sets the tone, right? Once upon yeah. a time, I do believe the three of us, we did uh, like tiered character rankings <laughs> yeah. in the lead up to season three. Mm-hmm. And Logan Roy was sort of the consensus like, okay, so that is the worst one. Uh, yeah. It really does not get much worse than Logan Roy. Uh, and he is really ruthless to Kendall in this episode. You see the way that he, uh, he really goads Kendall at lunch uh, when it's just the two of them alone. And he he's, you know, he's like kind of like he's pointing out the actual logistical reasons why he doesn't trust him with the Empire, which are, you know, really charged in their own right. But I think what really puts it over the top, he walks up to Kendall and he sees that Kendall's hands, his little hands are like balled up into fists. Uh, and he sees it. He's like, you're going to hit me, son. You're going to hit me. You're going to cry. Are you crying? It's unbearably unbearably painful to watch um bad boss and bad dad really bad dad um at the same time well he he is but there's a butt coming oh there is a butt happening here's the butt here's the butt butt. Mm -hmm. when they play the game and roman has done his horrific thing where he's torn this check up in this small child's face it is Logan who goes up to the kid afterwards and says, magnificent job, son. Magnificent job. It's like he's like sickened by Roman in this moment, I feel like. I feel like he does not like the way that Roman has behaved. I feel like he's the only person who exhibits any even attempt at kindness towards this kid. Yeah, but only so that he can be the good guy. Like he could do, he could do it sooner and stop the whole thing way before yeah. it happens. But instead, he chooses a moment where like I'm the only one who knows how to do how to how to conduct myself around mm-hmm. here. This is how we'll do it, and I'll go up and shake that boy's hand uh, and give him the watch. Uh, yeah, yeah but there's the also reason- a sinisterness to it uh, as well. 
No. Yeah, the reason he gives away the watch, like he could give away any amount of money to this family to silence them, but he mm-hmm. gives away the watch that he was given as yeah. a gift from yeah. his daughter's boyfriend, yeah. and it is yeah. so rude. Like yeah. he didn't have to give that watch sure. away, and he yeah. did. Yeah, there yeah. goes the butt. The butt's gone. We lost yeah. the butt. The butt is out the window. <laughs> this is a thing they say also that like Logan has no butt. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 so flat. Flat. Yeah, it's, so it's just a flat butt. Uh, what's mm-hmm. also interesting is we're talking about the butt uh, with Logan Roy when at the start of the episode, it's something else that yeah. we're really concerned about with Logan. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, my down the hatch rules, the, the lost rewatch rules would be when a character dies, uh, usually you get an LVP point. Logan's alive by the end of this episode, but gosh, he's in dire straits. And a lot of it feels self-inflicted, whether or not it is uh, just like, you know, he's sick and all of that. That is a different story. But the way that his children treat him on the helicopter, which seemingly drives him into the tailspin that lands him in the helicopter. Ultimately, man, that's kind of your fault, is it not? Uh, so I think I will mm-hmm. zero out Logan to to kick this thing off. I do. If we're not, we're not doing half points. We're not doing anything. Think a flat zero for Logan Roy right from the jump. He yeah. is sort of despicable as a guy. I agree. Zero I points agree. for Logan Roy. He. This is the. This is bad. This is not good. It's not good yes. look for Logan Roy. Yeah. Absolutely. And the way he's also he's like pulling in shiv. She's like trying to like make this like career in politics. Like you can come back in. Uh, he's so he fires Frank at the baseball game. Like, on his birthday. <laughs> You're doing this here. You're doing this here. You're doing this Me? here after thirty years. And I feel like Frank is somebody who he he is so pointed. He's like uh, it's what you do uh, as he as he turns to Logan. To me, that's like. There's, there's no, like, Frank is not part of the family. Like, I mean, he's part of the family, but he's not part of the family. Not anymore. You know? Frank's dead. Frank's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, Frank saying this, like, this is, you're bad, dude. Uh, essentially, to me, is like, that's the truth. Like, everybody yeah. else, like, yeah, you got a weird relationship with your parent, but Frank being like, you're bad, dude. That's yeah. bad. You're you bad. are what you do. In yeah, the you end, are what you do. you're just what you do. Um, Grace, why don't we uh, go to you next? Kendall Roy. Uh, oh. Size up Kendall here for episode one of Succession. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's empathy for Kenna and I'm I'm like, you can't give him a four because he's like, he's not really doing as good of a job as he could do. He's real. I feel like he is getting screwed over in this negotiation. I want to give a quick shout out. If my friend Lawrence Yee is listening, shout out to uh, you got your name, a character name on the TV show. Uh, Lawrence Yee is the uh, the individual who's trying who's uh, they're doing the takeover with. Oh, um, God, that's terrible. <laughs> what? I have a real friend named Lawrence Yee. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't know, and then, but he gets treated so poorly, and it's so me like he does get totally blindsided by his own father. So I actually have him at a three, and I hmm. like part of me wants like I feel like I should be rating him lower, but I do feel like. Do you want me to convince you to rate him lower? No, it's okay. I'm gonna keep it where it's at because <laughs> I do feel like while like he. Like, you know, we talk about like Nepo babies have been in like yeah, the media, right? you know, it's like he is a Nepo baby and he has like this maybe unearned piece of crap. But I also do feel like he's just like doing he's just doing what he's supposed to do. He should come to his dad, his dad's lunch, uh, you know, so I'm I'm going to give him a, a, a three. So, yeah. OK, um, yeah. it's a strong <laughs> it's a strong debut for Kendall Roy. Uh, Jess, if you were going to convince Grace to rate him lower, though, what was it that you were to say? Yeah, I have him at a two because I find cocky Kendall to be unbearable. And when he thinks he is about to take over the company, he's so obnoxious. Like him duding the Valter guy over, yeah, dude, yeah, dude. Like just constantly. It's, It's really just unbearable to watch. Um, and I, I find him really, uh, just 
frustrating. And I, I do agree with you, Grace. Like there is a level. There's a reason he's not a one or a zero. And it's because his dad is so awful to him. And mm-hmm. he gets the rug completely pulled out from underneath him this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, But I also just find before that happens, um, if we're taking kind of the entire episode into account, I just can't stand cocky Kendall. Um, and so I can't rate him higher than a, than a two this episode. Um, and one other thing that we didn't, we didn't point out that I did want to bring up is um, in his conversations with Rava, his, his uh, ex-wife, um, he, they do discuss his, his prior drug habits and his yeah. drug addiction. There's a lot um, of allusion to the fact that Kendall, not even allusion. They, they spell it out that Kendall had substance abuse issues. He three gets years into ago. it. He gets into yeah. it with his father. His father tells, tells him he was in the nut house. A thing that we should probably be tracking, by the way, is how often is the word nut? nut house. A lot. Nut. A lot. I believe yeah. we got nut house, uh, once. And yeah. then I think he tell Logan tells Frank, you'll get your nut. Uh, okay, so I think uh, I think a nut count Two might nuts. not be the worst idea, even if it could use some rebranding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he it, we also hear like uh, I think uh, it's Lawrence who tells uh, who's like bragging about his track record to Kendall, and he says you have track marks. So yes, uh, there's, it's very, there's like a lot of like public uh, you know perception around Kendall's. Yeah, uh, past. and I will say that boosts his score up for me simply because I feel like it's it's so crappy. He gets it used against him multiple times this episode, and we know like he says it was three years ago like he went to rehab he sorted out his stuff he's clean um and yet it gets brought up many times and like his, his dad calling it the nut house and he's like dad it was rehab you know like it's really really awful so i ended up going with a, a two for kendall in this all right uh well jess it's it's your turn to give uh to kick us off at the very least to talk about roman roy uh <laughs> who is uh kendall's younger brother played by kieran culkin um Roman's if you've got a defense for Roman that I really need to hear because he is so loathsome in this episode to me I wish I had a defense for Roman I do think uh we will see as the show goes on Roman it definitely is is I think we get complex than we get in the first episode yes he's much more complicated than we dive into here he's very he he says his dad hit him. Last time I uh, surprised my father, he hit me. Yeah. Uh, so it's right there from the beginning, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, Roman, there's a lot more beneath the surface of Roman, um, but he's really awful just from minute one. He comes into Kendall's office. He's just like messing around. We know he doesn't really take much very seriously. He says really inappropriate things to his siblings. Um, Like we said before, he seemingly has children in this episode. They go away very quickly. They're not going to be hanging around. But the worst of the worst is certainly the baseball field stuff. Um, This poor innocent kid who really didn't deserve any of this is getting a million dollar check ripped up in his face because of Roman. Um, And so I had no choice but to put him in the Connor. He gets a zero. He's the worst. Um, There's no defense for him. There's really no upside. He's very funny. Uh, Kieran Culkin provides a lot of the comedy in this episode. Um, He's very quick witted. And I think that is going to show through in in, um, Roman through a lot of the show but th- there's no defense of roman this episode and he he has to be worst <laughs> yeah grace did you feel like there was sort of like was there any upshot in roman in this episode or did they really kind of just start us off on this really really sour mm. note with the character mm, i had him as a one and i don't know why i had him as uh-huh. a one. <laughs> I like, I'm like, i think i just love roman i think yeah. maybe even yeah. as, at his worst i'm like oh, well i, I think love you, i guy, do you know? I, I do think it's a great example of uh, the 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 dirty trick that this show plays yeah. on you. The longer you stick with it, it's like, oh, I feel bad for Ro-. like, how could you ever feel bad for this person? You know, I do think even even, um, you know, looking at some of this stuff now, 
with the context that you get as the show goes on, uh, I think some of that can't help but play into this. Doesn't he also when uh, isn't is it Connor who's trying to talk to like uh, I always assume that they were just like like his girlfriend's kids who like he's trying a thing and that doesn't work. You know, that's how I always envisioned these kids whether they're supposed to be his kids. But there's a moment where like Connor is trying to say I think it's about like controlling the water or whatever. And he's just like, let's uh, let's not, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, at least he knows it's so weird because then he'll like literally bully a child later. But uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. is why I think they do away with Roman having kids because yeah. they're not his they, actual kids, right? I think that they're the, uh, his girlfriend's children. Maybe. That's how I presume them yeah. to be is that they're like yeah. mostly just to explain how they're like yeah. why they're not there anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, I'll go next. Uh, I've got Shiv on the board here, the youngest of the siblings, and uh, I'm gonna give Shiv. I mean, Shiv doesn't do. Does she do anything like discernibly awful in this episode? But on, on, the, no. on the flip side, uh, Shiv played by the great Sarah Snook. Um, she doesn't really do anything that much. Uh, she compliments like, Marsha's dress color. She yeah, does. Uh, you know, she <laughs> has uh, a couple of exchanges with her father where she talks about maybe coming into the fold. We get the sense that she has a life outside of all of this. And so I think like the Shiv who presents in this episode if you are kind of like grasping for a, like a, a lifeboat, like who can I come to? I think like mm-hmm. Shiv emerges as one of those people in this episode, but there's just so much further depth to the character. That's, you know, really only alluded to in this episode that I think I can't go any higher than a two uh, oh, interesting. Is, is where I have Shiv just because I think the further you push it, like, I think then like the less room you have to go for if we get like, really good Shiv content down the line. So I'm grading it more on like how much Shiv did we get? I don't think that we got a, a lot of Shiv. If we're talking about like on like a, uh, like if we're grading these people on a morality level, Jess, everyone's going to end up with a No, it isn't, yeah. this isn't a morality thing. It was more like, I really loved that Shiv hated the word pre-kend because it's stupid. Oh yeah. Like what's yeah. the pre-kend? It's well, like, oh, Thursday afternoon. Thursday, Thursday lunch to Friday. To Friday. Yeah. yeah. We're, you know, technically we're dumb. recording this on the pre-kend. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's dumb. And so I agree with Shiv and I gave her three. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I gave her a four. Wow. And, oh. and, here, and here's why. Uh, again, I'm trying to like, uh, as I'm, like we're doing this, I have to, I'm trying to be very careful of people who are not, I don't want to like ruin this experience. People who have not seen it, but I feel like, there's a, a level to which, like, if you're hoping Shiv is going to be, like, uh, a four forever, I have bad news for you. None but of these people I, will ever be a four forever. A lot yeah. of four forever. Uh, yeah. But I, you you two, for me, in my heart, you're fours forever. Oh, Grace. Back um, at you. Um, uh, I j- I'm, like, almost the less said by a character sometimes, the better. You have no way to put your foot in your mouth. And I'm like, is this not the best Shiv? She's like working on like in like politics, working on liberal like politics. Uh, She's like, she's the only, I think the only uh, Roy child who is like choosing to engage who's also honest about uh like her, like when she's telling tom like just get him something so it really doesn't matter like he just he won't care like she's like almost like the truth sayer in, in a lot of this in the way that like roman is but he when we, when you find out that he's there he's like oh this is all bs he's also spying for his dad at that time right uh-huh. so i feel like there's a level which like this might be the best shiv in terms of like the cleanest shiv ever is through the whole thing so i gave her a four Okay, I, I appreciate the vote. I think that that makes a lot of sense in terms of how you're how you're sketching her out. I think for me, it's just like there just wasn't enough of her, and that's yeah, sort of fair. my criteria fair, on though. this one. Yeah. But I think your criteria makes a ton of sense to me. What's your criteria for Tom, Grace? Uh, <laughs> Shiv's, <laughs> Shiv's boyfriend. Shiv's boyfriend Pretty- here, Tom. 
pretty similar. I think it's pretty close. And I, uh, you know, I think a lot of what the the themes of the show will play on with every character. And I talked about how Tom is so well written from the beginning. And there's there's a lot of Tom that we get to see in here. Um, where a lot of other characters, I've, we're gonna start to see how like you know, especially the the three four Roy children, how impacted they are by 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 their father um and and and, and mother and all and, and we're gonna see that with logan as well and so um i do, i feel like i should rate tom lower but i feel like again this is like the most authentic tom where he's so eagerly just wants to impress his like future father-in-law he's so excited to do it and it gets so thrown back in his face and then you know you mark him down because he's he's pretty mean to greg yeah and even then that's I'm where like, i mark yeah, him he's, down yeah he's pretty funny um so <laughs> i i think it's a three so i I feel like that's probably too high, but uh, I'll stick. I'll stick with it. No, it I I agree with you. I also I was waffling between a two and a three for Tom. I did mark him. I ended up going with a three because even though he's really awful to Greg, like would you kiss me if I told you to? Like yeah. that's terrible. That's terrible. Um, especially when you yourself are at the bottom of the pecking order. So don't be a bully when a new guy comes along. Take him yeah. under your wing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I did give Tom a three though because I just. I, I find him endearing and I don't I don't know if it's just like the way um he's being played or portrayed. I just I don't know what it is. It's, I just think Yeah, it's an it's an Emmy winning role uh for Matthew McFadian, sure. uh who ends up winning an Emmy for his mm -hmm. turn as Tom Wamsgams. So uh there's a there's a lot to look forward to with, with Tom. And I think he is a particularly interesting character uh, to me to be watching as we're in the road to the final season. I think that there's a lot of really compelling stuff that goes on with Tom on this show and where he where he begins. Uh, you know, yeah. I, like he he does just want to please. He wants to please Daddy in law. He's always hopeful, a people pleaser. Daddy in law. This is, yeah, this is just who he is, right? We hear Shift talking to Logan about getting him out of parks and getting him into something a more serious role in the family company. Um, so he's like always looking to get ahead. Um, but he just does it in such a charming way. I can't help myself. I love Tom. Yes. Um, so let's go with Greg, Jess. Uh cousin <gasps> Greg or or Craig is he we'll we'll never call him Craig. Uh no, never. I would never it's not a thing. You would never call him uh call him Craig, Craigery. Uh yeah. thoughts on on Greg who who uh is who comes our way puking through the eye holes at the start. I love greg and like this is not going to be a surprise to anyone i'm going to be shouting from the rooftops every single episode i love greg he's so endearing this first episode um especially when he, he comes to logan's birthday party he gets like assaulted by a security guard and he's like i'm just i'm cousin greg i'm cousin greg <laughs> um i i love him i mean we I didn't all know, know you were coming you knew you knew i think you do you did you, you think i, I think you knew yeah. <laughs> um um, and uh, I, I love it. he's so tall. He's so gangly. He's so awkward. Um, he getting guffaws and having to wear a blazer. Um, I, I, I love, he, he puked out of got sick out of Dodrick's eye holes. Yeah. Um, and I love oh my gosh something I can't I really can't with the way he says to his mother I picked up a homeless person because you know I didn't want him to get sexually assaulted and you know he <laughs> he smoked you know, what a, you know what a doobie is have you ever seen a doobie he lit one up just like out of nowhere uh -huh. <laughs> I smelled like it this is and the individual justice called endearing yeah <laughs> I mm -hmm. love him I had to give him a four I just I can't even help myself I don't really have a defense of it besides like he's not the worst um and he's so cute and adorable and i i had to give him a four 
He's sort of like a, like a like a magnet, Grace. Like I feel like you turn on Succession and you cannot yeah. help but be like immediately drawn to Cousin Greg because he's like he's an oddity, right? You know, he's yeah. just, there's there's a there's a an extraordinary bizarreness, a surreality to Cousin Greg. Gotta tell you, Jess, I rated him a two. This is <laughs> this is not endearing, Greg, to me. This is no! not endearing, Greg. What? This is out of the eye holes. He pukes out the eye hole. He's lying to his mom. He uses. He talks about like, yeah, I picked up a hitchhiker. He's like, he's a oh, gift. He lies to, to, to their sure mom every once in a while. Never no once. Gonna say, Never no one's once. gonna ever say to nope. their mom, "Hey, mom, I just got fired because I was high." Well, <laughs> she got him the job. Yeah. I I just think it's like the the it, and there's this way in which you're like uh already you see this we've met the family pretty much and you're like don't greg don't do this don't, don't, <laughs> stay don't, away. don't stay away don't do this don't do this mm. so i actually I, I i don't think he's endearing this episode and i actually think like there's a way which like once greg is like in it i feel like he's super endearing but this one i do not find him super endearing. Mm. i rated him a two uh yeah yeah I think I go. I, I do think I would probably go with a four of everybody oh. who would be a four for me. He would be pretty high on that list. He's probably not. He's not alone. I think as far as like sort of the 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 amount of Greg we get, sort of the tone steadiness of Greg. I do think mm-hmm. cousin Greg has definitely has more depth to him for sure. But I don't know how much more is uh, is a question that I'm going to be asking myself the the further along. We go, uh, but I, Nicholas Braun is Greg. He is an icon for a reason. I think if even if you're new to Succession, you've probably heard about Cousin Greg if you've heard about Succession. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the final three here on the board. We'll go through them quick. Connor Roy, uh, who we have uh, called a, a zero. He is uh, he is giving his father a sourdough starter at the, at the start of the birthday lunch. He's really outside of the business, it seems like. He doesn't want to have anything to do with the conversations about the trust or whatever. He really is kind of, you know, you would think at first blush that maybe he's like the good one. Like, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with this horrible company. But I think there is also just an extraordinary cowardice to Connor that stands out to me immediately. And if not like immediately, immediately, it's that moment that I talked about earlier where he's just standing there, right there. He's just watching as Roman Roy uh, tears this check up in front of the yep. kid. I will give Connor Roy a zero. I will give Connor a zero. Already? I'll give him a zero right away. Interesting. Just, I think, I, think I, I came into this kind of like looking for reasons to, uh, to give Connor a zero. Yeah. And uh, I, this, 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 this behavior from him towards the, towards the child, the inaction in that moment, I thought was really disgusting. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not a con head on this day, Grace. I have to tell you, I'm not. <laughs> well, I am. I rated him a four, baby. Wow. Well, I, no, this you is, didn't. This is the best <gasps> Connor. Connor is in the, with the trust and he says, I'm with the other kids. I will do whatever they say. He is like backing up his siblings. He is he is so nice. He gives his father a sweet sourdough starter. And it's like, yeah, he fundamentally doesn't understand his father, but it's so fun. It's he's he's giving him a nice, actually like thoughtful gift. Uh he it is we're not gonna get better Connor than this. If you give him a zero, you have to give him a zero forever. I think so not necessarily. I, not necessarily. Yeah. This is great, Connor. I, this is I great. think I, I I fall somewhere in the middle between you two, and that I gave him a two, and it's because yeah, he's like he really is. He you know he he's very all he cares about is his father's approval, not like constantly right. He's like forcefully handing Logan this sourdough starter for like ten minutes, trying to get Logan to take it. Um, I gave him a two. I just, 
I don't find him to be that magnetic or like that likable, but he also isn't doing anything totally terrible, which we know he's capable of. Um, and so, yeah, I had to right in the middle, a two for Connor. He's not terrible. He's not great. So he's a two. You know who is getting a four from me this time around? Is it Marsha? I'm giving a four to Marsha. Of Grace. course, four. she, yeah. she tells, she tells Logan, put on a put on a jacket before you go outside. She's pretty cute. She's taking care of the sick old man who's like, a, yeah. like losing his mind. Uh, she's a, a perfectly fine dinner house. I gave her a three. I don't really know why she didn't give her a she four. Pats, she um, pats his hair down after he takes his hat off from yeah. being outside. This very sweet yeah. gesture. She compliments uh, she does Shib's outfit. <laughs> she does surprise a man who is definitely having health issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you not to be by the elevator. She's like, she does. She does do that. But I think in that moment expresses some measure of agency, right? Like I feel like, yeah, even mm -hmm. if she knows that that is not the desire of this man, yeah. like I think that there is some degree to which like, well, he can't tell me what to do all the way through. Uh, and yeah. that there is a lot when he has these moments of weakness where she is right there with him. When mm -hmm. he has these moments of evil, genius right like the conversation on the helicopter uh between logan and roman where they basically without all the way saying it order the execution of 30 year veteran of the company and longtime friend frank uh <laughs> logan looks at marcia goes are you okay and she goes like absolutely yeah like like un unflinching i think marcia had a great first episode yeah i gave her a four as well i think she deserves it uh, she is the last of the available main characters this week. Uh, we will be putting another person on the board. Uh, I say this week, we're doing this every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta get yeah, your language. I, I gotta, yeah. gotta get on yeah. track here, guys. Uh, yeah. so it's a tomorrow we will have a new character who shows up who is going to be part of this main character stable in Jerry. Uh, any, any Jerry teasers we want to give, or should we just let Jerry speak for herself? There's a huge Jerry stand contagion on Twitter. I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's humongous. Uh, one time I, I said, yeah, I don't want to say anything bad about Jerry because the stands will come for me. And a Jerry stand account uh, tweeted a nice like thumbs up emoji from Jerry at me. Like, so, good. Yeah, he got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. if I give Jerry a four every week, you know why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay Cameron Smith, who plays Jerry, yeah. we will meet her in the next episode. She's brilliant. She's show. really, really good. So yeah. I'm really excited to see Jerry again. Yep. Absolutely agreed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, I think it's time to play the game. We're playing the game? <laughs> well, yes. It's my birthday, so yes, we're playing the game. Do we have to play the game? <laughs> What's the game? <laughs> um, we've got some things that we are tracking here for the podcast. I think that this will evolve 
as we go. And uh, we will even need to probably go back and uh, correct the record at certain points in time. But if you want to track this on your own and you want to correct us at any point in time, these podcasts, given the nature of the daily release, some of these will be banked. So we will correct them when we get the opportunity to correct them. Otherwise, you will just have to like, you know, grit your teeth and bear with our uh, mistakes, uh, of which there shall be so many, uh, not unlike the Roy children themselves. Uh, But one of the things that we're tracking uh, is what I'm calling the F off off. Uh, And the F off off, is Logan Roy's iconic signature line, Jess. Uh, it is it is deeply associated with Brian Cox as Logan Roy, to the point that I believe Brian Cox goes on cameo and charges an arm and a leg just to tell people to F off. Uh, it is so prevalent that this is how I tell people to leave our podcast every time mm-hmm. we do a succession podcast. I think we need to count how many times Logan Roy says F off. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it. it is the one of the most iconic things that is the bit, I guess, bits, if you want to say it's a bit, um, on the show. And uh, we did get an F off this episode. A single so. F off, as Singular. far as I could tell. It's when he uh, he says to the paparazzi, oh, F off. Uh, so I think that's the first one that we get. Mm-hmm. If there was another Aww. one, I missed it. Pretty sure. Daddy's short. first F off. That's Daddy's nice. first F off. It's on the board. <laughs> so we are currently at one. Um, on down the hatch, as we went through Lost, we tracked every single time. The great Dallin uh, Servo was the one who tracked this. Every single time Hurley said the word dude. Uh, mm. and I felt like an opportunity emerged in this episode. Uh, the Ken dude counter, if we wanted yeah. to do it. I believe Kendall yeah. says dude three times in this episode. Maybe not quite as much as you would think. He says mm-hmm. dude twice to Lawrence in the Valter meeting. And yep. then when Lawrence leaves, he says it to him one more time in the in the hallway. I think it's actually at the end. It, uh, he says, oh, dude, I'm, you know, uh, I'm sorry yeah. about that. Uh, so I got three. There may be more than this. Do we think that he's going to be saying dude enough in the show that this is indeed something we want to track? Or do we want to change it from Ken dude to Ken dad? Because he says dad Dad. a lot in this episode. Uh, Mm. He says six times he says dad in the span of a single exchange. uh, When when they said, do you want to call your dad? Do I want to call my dad? Okay. No, I don't so, want to call my dad. Do you want to call your dad? Do, do you want to call, you your, dad? call your dad? So do you want to call so your dad? Funny. Okay, so none <laughs> of us are going to ever call our dads. And so then Logan good. calls up and he basically goes, hi, dad. Uh, hi, dad. <laughs> and then he says dad again yeah. in that conversation, just in that one scene. And I didn't track the rest of it. But when I went back, eight dads in a single scene. Wow. I think we'll find that Kendall really only uses dude when he's trying to be cool, yeah. which isn't all the time. Yeah. I mean, I got to imagine he says dad more just because he talks yeah. to his dad a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think let's let's track the Ken dad. I think okay. Ken's Ken relationship dad. with Logan is critical to this show. Uh, it, 100%. Is, it is a very, yeah. very, very important relationship with the show. Uh, so Kendall's relationship with his father, where it's at at any given moment, I think the Ken dad counter is an opportunity to track it. Needless to say, Grace, I think that their relationship right now is not great. Not great. Not bad. good. Not it's bad. Bad dad, bad boss. Bad dad. Mm-hmm. Bad mm-hmm. dad situation we've got here. Um, we want to make sure that we are acknowledging the people who lose their jobs along the way. Uh, this is a show in which many people will probably be fired. Uh, Frank loses his job in this episode, and it is referred to by Logan when he is speaking to the children. Jess, he says, Frank's dead. Uh, I feel like this category when we mark the fired should be called Frank's dead. Because uh, most of the time it's like 
poor Frank really gets shafted so much in this show. I mean, Frank sucks, but he also gets shafted a lot. Mm-hmm. So I really like Blank's dead. I think yeah. it's perfect. And I Frank think, is uh, going to be the first one. <laughs> Blank's dead. Blank's dead. Uh, Blank's dead. Eulogy for, for Frank, Grace. Do you have one for Frank since he was killed on the baseball battlefield today? <laughs> it's, it's not just that they does it at the battlefield. Frank is the one who gives the toast at dinner. <laughs> To be like, he's not only my boss, he's my friend. I showed up for five minutes and have worked here for 30 years. Yeah. Love the man. Congratulations, you turned 80. And then gets fired. It's yes. so funny. It's so funny. I love Frank's little hat. Uh, love Frank's yeah, little hat. It's a, yeah, it's a cute hat. You know, he gave the toast, and this is how you this is how you treat me. Now he's toast. Yeah. Now, now he's toast. toast. Now he's yeah. the toast. Uh, I wanted to to track on any given week who is Daddy's favorite. Who does who is Logan preferring of his four children on any given week? Is it always going to be one of the four children? Or are we going to be able to go outside the box? Mm. If we're going outside the I box, mean, I think you got to say Daddy's favorite this week is Marsha. I know. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, because I don't. Th- yeah. Um, Roman I think does it's his like... dirty work for him, but then does the terrible thing with the baseball kid. Mm-hmm. Shiv, I guess. Uh, she doesn't he wants do to bring Shiv in, um, but 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 also, Shivan, he's like, actually, is how it's pronounced. He's uh, he's not willing to uh, <laughs> he's not willing to put he's like he doesn't have so much trust in Siobhan yet because she hasn't, you know, cause he's like, yeah, we could like think about parks for you. She's like, you mean be Tom's boss? He's like, yeah, we'll try it out. You know? Um, so yeah, I think it's actually Marsha. He's trying to put Marsha on the yeah. trust. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let's do Marsha. We got to do Marsha. 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 We're Marcia, trying to Marcia, add Marsha to the trust. And I think also Marsha may have willpowered her way into being daddy's favorite in this episode. Oh. Because I can't he with like thinking about daddy's favorite for that second vote. It's that second so vote. Yucky. It's that second vote. I think Marsha is daddy's favorite in yeah. the first episode yeah. of Succession. Um, I want a head-to-head category here. This is sort of on the Community Building Podcast, Jess. We do streets ahead or streets behind. It is yeah. a pass-fail category for every end tag on Community Building. If people have not checked out the Community Rewatch Podcast on Post Show, you should check that out. Very fun. Uh, so we should have one that I think is Tom versus Greg. Uh, yeah. we, get, we get the seeds of it here in this episode. And I think it's not even necessarily who's got one over on the other on any given week. But I think who won the week of the two of them? Uh, who came out ahead? Yeah, Tom or I Greg? Th- I think I'm learning very quick that like I don't I don't think this will like I, I'm not gonna say that like just you you don't also love Greg and I don't or sorry, I don't also you don't also love Tom and I also don't love Greg, but I do get the sense that like I'm on team Tom and you're gonna be on team Greg and not Josh always. is gonna have to break the tie each not week. I, but maybe, maybe I, do Ooh, feel, I have so much power. Because I definitely <laughs> do well, maybe this time because I definitely do think Greg won uh over Tom in this episode. Greg came in off the streets and uh he came in off from from quote unquote poverty like we should like put that in real air quotes because that is absolutely not the situation that he was in but relative poverty next to the rest of the roys and he got to sit in the back seat of the car with logan uh he got to ride an elevator with logan compare that to how logan totally dismissed time in this episode i don't know how it can not go to greg in this episode Tom bought a nice watch. <laughs> he had such a funny joke. Give it away. Which got given away. He had such a away. funny joke. When he said, you can tell, you can look at it and tell how rich you are. And Logan exactly says, did you, you did you plan that? And he goes, no, no. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> No, I think I think I agree with Josh on, on this one. Just because when you look at like the end results of like Greg started out 
puking through a mascot's eye holes and ends up yeah a thing he also did on this episode yeah puked through (laughs) the eye holes yes tom is a classy man just trying to earn the love of his father-in-law yeah yeah, yeah. I think oh, I d- d- Greg Greg tries to sell out his own grandfather this episode. A thing we have not mentioned, which he says, you know, I know he has that board seat. It's a little awkward. If I can make that easier for you, I could try and, you know, I won't suggest that I can scratch your back. Uh, that's pretty, that's a bad. Yeah, it's, that's, bad it's bad behavior, but you know who kind of thinks it's good behavior <laughs> yeah, is Logan. Logan, Logan, yeah, Logan likes it. it. I think Logan respects uh, Greg more than Tom in this moment. I, I especially love too when he's like, oh, di- uh, he's like, oh, grandpa says happy birthday. And he's like, does he? He's like, well, he knows it's your birthday. He knows it's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I got to give birthday. it to Greg. He's, he's moving up in the world currently. All right. So. Yeah. I think Greg wins the first one. It may not always be this way. Uh, I'm never, but... I'm not, listen, I love Tom and Greg equally. So I'm going to be, I'm going to have to be the balance of power here. All right, we'll see. I do love them equally. We'll see how that goes. Um, that Those are the main categories that I have. Do either of you have any additional categories you want to, you want to toss on the list? We can put, we can, you know, this can evolve. This can evolve the further in that we end up going. I think we're good. I mean, in the in the sheet, right? We have uh, uh, the side best side character, the worst thing, and the quote. Do we want to do any of any of those? You want to leave those? I think we could leave those. I think we could leave those for the other side of the rewatch, and certainly of the finale, because I think there's going to be a lot of like fond things to remember. Uh, A lot of fond things to remember. I don't think that the location in this episode is going to Uh, be uh, a top location, but there's great location work along the way. Uh, So maybe we can start that up. Uh, once the occasion, once the occasion arises, how are you rating this episode zero to four? This is something we're asking everybody to do. Uh, it's the first episode ever of succession, maybe not fully formed, but always it's a treat to see just how much it was formed from, from the jump. Uh, I don't know that I could call it a perfect episode, but, uh, it would be, it would be pretty close. Uh, that's why me. I gave it a three. That's my exact logic. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, really strong. What they set up is so foundational to the entire show. Um, they, they have the really important beats nailed down exactly. Like, as I've said, the slogan Kendall relationship is like so good. It's the tension and, and conflict of the episode. And it's done tremendously while like everything else is also really strong, but there are things that are like weird. There's this moment at the end of the episode where with the, with the clock uh, or sorry, with the watch and they zone it and it's like bustling sort of New York. And I feel like that's a thing that like the show very much is focused on these people. And that felt like a thing of like, Oh, this is actually a commentary on like everything else. And that's not exactly how I feel. Uh, the show. I feel like this is very insular and, and, and like focused on this family and that's not a bad thing, but it's just like ways in which like, I don't think, I think they were trying to like sand around the edges as, as, as we go and they get there. Um, but yeah, so I gave it a three out of four. Yeah. Uh, Jess, what did you do? I think I'm a three I, out of four as well for what it's worth. I also gave it a three out of four okay, for pretty much the same it. reason of like, they they do find their, like they change a couple of things for the better. Um, And I think that because there isn't as much character development for characters like Shiv, um, I just, I didn't feel right giving it a perfect score because it's not a perfect episode, but it's pilots rarely are. Um, So it's an excellent pilot. I just don't think when we're looking at the scale of zero to four, in terms of a succession episode, it's not the perfect succession episode. Yeah, I think that most of these are probably going to be a three or higher, to be totally honest with everybody. I, I think yeah. that we're going to ultimately really enjoy this. So maybe we'll just at a certain point stop telling you what we're... It's like, yeah, this is three. This is, we really enjoyed it. We really liked it. But it was really great to go back, especially in the context of knowing, like, it's not going to be the last time I ever watched this episode, for sure. But it is, like, it is the. it was the first time that I watched mm-hmm. this episode 
knowing that we're on that journey towards yeah. the finish yeah. line. Uh, Listen, it's probably not going to be the last time, time I watched this episode in like the next couple of months. No, I thought you were going to so. say today. Uh, <laughs> are we going to then... play again? Oh, well, we're, we're doing this episode for 30 days in a row. <laughs> this is like Groundhog Day. <laughs> This is the Daily Podcast. No, the Daily Podcast, it continues tomorrow. The next podcast in the feed will be our discussion of the second episode of Succession. And there's just no way to tell you the title without spelling it out. If you have small children or if you are averse to foul language, cover your ears, uh, earmuffs at this moment in time as episode two titled Shit show at the fuck factory. Uh, it is. <laughs> I forgot uh, this. It is, <laughs> I love that title. Coming next, the next episode of Succession is indeed shit show at the fuck factory, and we will be discussing this next on the Daily Succession podcast, which you should be subscribed to. If you go to postshowrecaps.com/slash/succession, you'll never miss an episode. If you want to search by URL, that's the RSS link, or you can just search postshowrecaps/succession wherever you get your podcasts if you want ad free versions of the succession podcasts every single one of the succession podcasts for this final season will be in the post show recaps patron podcast feed including these daily succession podcasts you can sign up at any level patreon.com slash post show recaps in order to get the ad free succession podcasts that's patreon.com slash post show recaps if you want commercial free succession podcast if you want to get your scores you want to rate the roys postshowrecaps.com slash rate roy or postshowrecaps.com slash action stations will get you to that destination you can find me on the internet i'm at round howard grace how can people find you i'm on twitter at hi from grace jess who are you how do they find you Hi, I'm Jess Sterling, and you can find me at the Jess Sterling. Amazing. All right. The, the journey continues very soon. Uh, one more day until we get to the next episode of Succession. We hope that you are enjoying the ride as we are kicking it off. Shit show at the Fuck Factory coming next. Until next time, everybody, F off! P to the O-D. Cast on the daily about Succession. One episode per day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.